0: Amen, amen. How's everybody doing? You doing all right? It's good to see you here. I, I'm going to do something a little different today. And uh, if you have a Bible, turn to John 4, 23 through 24. John 4, 23 through 24. If you don't have it, it's okay. We will have it behind us on the screen. And uh, John 4, 23 through 24. You got it? Say amen. Don't say, hold up. All right, we're good. Here it says, it says, But the hour is coming, this is Jesus speaking, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking, come on somebody, the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Amen. If you're taking notes today, I would love for you to title this message, Worship God's way. Worship God's way. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, I thank you they didn't come to hear a word from man, but they've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, I thank you that nobody would leave the same, but every life would be changed in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Worship God's way. You know, I I grew up in church. How many how many people do I have in here that have grown up in church? Like, and I and I'm not talking about, you know, y'all went to church on Easter and Christmas, but I'm talking about you grew up in church. Like, I really I think I might have been born there. I'm not sure. It seems like every time uh, the doors were open, I was at church. It's just the way it was. We, we, come on, we went to Sunday morning, Sunday night. We had Monday night Bible study. We had Wednesday night service. And it didn't ma- they didn't have children's church, kids. They, we didn't get to have fun at church. It was one of those things where you just sat there and shut up. There was no iPhones. Uh Uh-uh. No. There was no iPhones. Come on. I I, I didn't get entertained like that. There was nothing there. You just had to sit there and listen to everything. But in growing up in church, I've been in a lot of worship services. A lot of worship services. I've been in every kind of service that you can imagine. I've been in, in super traditional services where uh, you have somebody that's just on a piano. Come on, and you got a hymn book. Nothing wrong with this. I'm not bashing anything. You got a hymn book, and you sing the first, second, and fourth. I don't know why the third verse is out on a hymn, but it is. Uh, it's just automatically get oust, uh, ousted on everyone. Uh, so, and, and I've been in those kind of kind of services, and I and those are great. I've been in super contemporary. We were in a service not too long ago that was really contemporary, and and I know that you probably think, well, y'all's church is a little loud. Our church is about a tenth of what this church was. I mean, it was loud and would probably give you two a run for their money as far as the stage presentation, lighting. It was incredible. I mean, they had the smoke machines and everything, and it was awesome. I like that. I like the hymns. I like that. I've been, in, I've been in really boring worship services. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I saw this thing going around on Facebook. As soon as the preacher starts preaching, you, you know, this guy's nodding. This thing's nodding off. And I've been there, done that. I used to love, I don't know about y'all, but I used to love when uh, the, uh, I call them shoulder pillows were in. What are they, what are they called? The, the shoulder pads? They're shoulder pillows. Come on. My Nana would always have some shoulder pillows for me. And I'd say, I'm just going to rest my eyes just for a second, Nana. And I would go smooth out, just pull—I mean, just flat out asleep. So I've been in boring worship services where it's just all you can do to stay awake. And I've been in weird worship services, a lot of weird worship services. I, uh, I was at this one church far, far away from here and uh, they, had, they had brought me in I'd met the, the pastor there and he brought me in uh, to speak at a conference which was great and it, and they flew me out and so I was there to preach at this conference well what's the, the kind of the traditional way that you do things is, is is there's a green room for the guest speaker. Green rooms are nice. We don't have those but but there's a green room for the guest speaker. In this particular green room all the music was popped in you could hear everything and they had this big big uh, table of food and you can kind of hang out and get a drink and, and just, just chill out before service and you kind of walk in you know two or three songs you walk in and uh and but this one had a window it was a just a you know i could see out they can't see in and i'm sitting there and i'm i'm listening to the worship service and it is weird like i had this thought of how did i get here like I mean, you know what I mean? Like, okay. And so this guy is not only, it's not only weird, but it's bad. I mean, the guy's off key, not doing well. It's, it's really, it's my kind of nightmare. Not anything like what we have. We have great worship, but, but this this is actually a nightmare and I'm sitting here and then all of a sudden the guy goes, turn to your neighbor and hold your neighbor's hand and look into their eyes and release your song. Now, listen, that I promise that will never happen here. If that ever happened, Candace, you're fired. Right now, you're gone. Like, that will never happen here. But but I was sitting here going, and I'd never been so thankful to be back in a green room. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm glad that I'm not out there. I wanted at that moment to have a shirt, you know, like the bomb squads, and, and just have something that says, I'm a pastor. If you ever see me work, running out of a worship service, keep up kind of thing, you know, because this thing has gotten weird. It has gone off and there's nothing but I've been in a lot of worship services and, and the truth is is that I've been in what we call super contemporary worship and I've been in super traditional but I, I I get into this place to where I wonder sometimes why do we have these different kind of services right and I understand we all like different music we like different styles there's people that like country come on you like a little George Strait that's all right there's people that like some rap. We got Red back there in the back. He's a hip-hop guy. And there's all these different things that are going on. I got Matt, who plays bass up here, and he's heavy metal to the core. And that's just the way he is. He, I don't get it. I don't get the... What do you you have? Something stuck in your throat? I. You need a glass of water? I don't know what's going on. But hey, whatever works. But the truth is, is have you ever wondered why we worship the way that we worship? Why do we do the things we do? Sometimes I've honestly I've been in church all my life, and sometimes I just do things because I do them. Right, it's just something that we do. It's, I mean, we've always done it. A lot of people think that worship is just time filler, something to kill a little bit of time before the preaching, and that's the main event. And and there's nothing, uh, you know, hurry up, sing your song, it's lip service. Let's do this thing, let's get it over with. Or it's some people would think, well, it's entertainment. It's just something to entertain people and kind of bring them in, make them feel more comfortable. But the truth is, is why do we worship the way that we do? Why? Why do we worship the way we do? There was a a lady who. Uh, was getting ready, and she was preparing dinner, and, and, and she was cooking ham, and she'd been married for a long time, and, and uh, her husband was watching her prepare the, the ham, and she cut the end of the ham off like she always did and put it in the pan, and uh, so she gets it in the pan, and, and he goes, honey, why do you cut the end of the ham off? And she said, well, I don't know. I've always just done it because my mom has done it, and uh, she, she kind of got curious, and so she picked up the phone, she called her mom, and she said, mom, I, I got a question for you, and she said, yeah, go ahead, and she goes, why... Do we cut off the end of the ham? And she said, well, I don't know. I've always done it because your grandma did it. She goes, let's call, let's call Granny and see what happens. So she calls Granny and Granny goes, uh, 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 Granny, why, why do we cut off the end of the ham? And she goes, well, I don't know why y'all did it, but I do it because my pan's not big enough to fit a whole ham. And the truth is, is sometimes we get into this place to where we go through the motions of doing something and don't really understand why we do what we do. And I don't want to get into this place to where we become so consumer friendly that we're so worried about, do you like this style or do you like this style? And there's nothing wrong with contemporary or traditional worship. But the truth is, is that I want to be at a church that worships God's way. I want to be at a church that enters in and worships. the, The reason why we worship God is because he's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. He's worthy of all the honor. And so, I don't really care if you like a particular style. And that's what happens. A lot of times, we get in this place. Well, Candace didn't pick the right, uh, right kind of music. She didn't quite get the list that I wanted, so I can't enter in. And the truth is, is it doesn't matter what song is being played if it's traditional with a hymn, and you're just singing, or or you got this awesome contemporary worship. It doesn't matter. The truth is, is God deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory, and he deserves all your worship. Amen. But I want to worship God's way. You ready? Turn to Luke 19, 37 through 40. Luke 19. We got it up here on the board for you. You ready? It says right here. It says, then as he was now drawing, this is Jesus, the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples. Let me just set this up for you, okay? This is Palm Sunday, right? We're in Palm Sunday. That's what we call the Sunday before Easter. It wasn't called really that... Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we kind of came up with it. Easter wasn't around back in the day, right? And so here we are, and, and Jesus is at the height of his popularity. I mean, now, don't, that didn't last long because the next week they killed him, right? We know that. But, but he is at the height of his popularity, and, and what he is is he is on a colt or a donkey, and he is riding in to Jerusalem. And as he's riding in, these people are so uh, crazy about Jesus that they are worshiping like crazy. They, the reason why we call it Palm Sunday is because they didn't throw beads like a, a traditional parade like what we'd have now or candy or whatever. But they would grab palm branches and they would throw palm branches on the ground as the donkey would come in. And they would wave them and everything was going on. So here is the scene that's unfolding. Are we ready? Go back to, to it and give it to me from the start. Are you ready? Then Here it goes. Then as he was drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with what? A loud voice for all the mighty works that he had done, right? He's just worthy of all the praise. It's saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Come on. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. I mean, they are getting it. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them I tell you that if you if these should keep silent the stones would immediately cry out. Now, I love this because there has always been a group in history, throughout history, that always is pointing fingers saying, you're not worshiping correctly. Always a group. And, I, and I've and i run into them on many different occasions. Like, I, I had a phone call this week, and the guy's main uh, beef with me was not, you know, are you going to heaven? His main beef was the way that we worshiped at the church. He, he didn't like the way that we worship. He didn't think that we should do it the way that we did. And guess what? I don't really Really care what you think. The truth is, and now and all these Pharisees and the religious leaders are, are, of the day are coming to him and saying, you can't worship this way. You need to tell them to stop. This is crazy. This is, they're not doing it the way that we, we do it back in the day. They're not doing it the traditional way. But Jesus comes back and he says, no, you don't understand. I, I like this. They're loud. They're waving palm branches. Come on, y'all see the picture unfolding. They're doing all of this stuff, and Jesus doesn't rebuke them. He praises them. He says, I like it. This is good. And if they didn't do it, the rock surely would cry out. So what is God's style of worship? Obviously, the Pharisees hadn't figured it out because they had in their mind this traditional way of we only do. Come on, you go in and you're reverent. You're quiet. Keep silent. And I think this, I think that what we're going to do is we're going to go into the Bible a little bit. I'm going to teach you. Can you handle a little teaching? We're going to go into the Bible and discover why we do what we do. Amen? But I think you're going to find out real quickly that the style of worship that the Bible talks about looks a lot more like a Saturday football game than it does on a Sunday morning service. It looks a lot more like, uh, come on, I'm an Aggie all the way through and through. And we're, I'm telling you, it looks crazy. It gets loud. I, I, it gets crazy. And I think that if we would understand that that's the reason why is because God just likes it that way. He likes it that way. Amen? Here, here's the deal. And, and, and we're going to go through the book of Psalms. And the, the book of Psalms is 150 chapters, and it's basically written by David, obviously through the Holy Spirit. Used, God used his pen, right, and wrote this, this, these passages of Scripture. And, and David is talking about worship. Now, the problem is, is when they translate to the English language. Are you all with me? You with me? Come on. Say, I'm learning. It's okay. Uh, when, when they translate to the English language, they, did, they have to do something, because we have one word where the Hebrew language would have seven. And the truth is is that if they would have written it out, it would take a paragraph because it's very pictorial. And it would take a paragraph to actually write it out and say this is what it all is, amen? So here they are, and they're talking. And, and so here, here we, we read over and over and over again through the book of Psalms, and it talks about this in the Hebrew language because the, the Hebrew uh, Old Testament's written in Hebrew, New Testament's written in Greek. Okay, y'all with me? Y'all, y'all, y'all feel like you're learning something? It's okay, it's okay. So we're gonna, just, we're gonna discover this where you would read praise there are seven different words that describe praise. Okay, you ready? You're going to get a Hebrew lesson. You ready? Here we go. Number one, and I'm going to have them back here so you can kind of spell them for the note takers out there. Hallel. Are you ready? Hallel. Hallel means this it means to rave, to boast. To celebrate, come on, to, clamorous, uh, to be clamorously foolish, to rave. I, I don't care. You can look it up in anything, in every lexicon across the country. It will say this very, and you probably recognize, come on, we see it in hallelujah, right? Hallel means this, to rave, to boast, to be clamorously foolish. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't look like most services that I've been in. That doesn't look, we don't, we don't, come on, you're reverent. You you, you, got, you got to act a certain way. You have to hold yourself in a proper way. And the truth is, is that here is one of the words that describe praise. And what it says is, is to be clamorously foolish. Come on, I was telling you that it's more like a football game on a Saturday night than it is on a Sunday morning service. And the truth is, is that I believe this, that, that reverent praise does nothing but protect your pride. That's all it does. It's just just there to protect your pride. Well, I don't want to be clamorously foolish. That's irreverent. And the truth is, is that God loves it. Amen? Right here it says this. I'm going to show you where it's at. Psalms 35, 18. It says, Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise. Come on, this is Hillel you before all the people i will be clam- i don't care who's looking on i don't care who's around me i don't care where i'm at i am going to praise the lord and be clamorously foolish because i don't care what you think i don't care what my neighbor thinks of me i love god with all my heart come on with all my soul and with all my mind amen you you learning something you ready the next one we go to is yada not not yoda Come on, he's a little green guy. Yada. Are you ready? And it says this, to acknowledge God in public with lifted hand. To acknowledge God. Now, let me just kind of give you a description of what this would look like. So if I were to ask you, hey, how many of you uh, are Christians and you, you love Jesus, you would lift your hand? That's me. That's basically what this is. It's saying this. I am acknowledging that I love God. I, I'm acknowledging Jesus. It's saying I acknowledge that I am a follower of Jesus. That's really what it comes down to. So here David is, and he's talking, and he says, I will acknowledge God with lifted hand. Amen. In public. It says Psalms 138:1. 1. It says right here, I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I love this. I will sing praise to you. See back in the day there was gods everywhere, and David is saying this, I don't care that everybody else can be worshipping these little gods and I'm going to be standing up saying, my God is the real God. My God is living. Come on. And that's exactly what he's saying. So here we see this, he says acknowledging in public with hands lifted. You learning something. Well good. I didn't write this. This is what God wrote. The next one, here we go. It says, Barak. And that is exactly like our president, Barak. And it says this, to bless by kneeling or bowing. To bless by kneeling or bowing. I, isn't it amazing that we have these two different words? One is to be clamorously foolish, and one is to kneel and bow. One is is crazy praise, and, and you're excited, and everything's good. And the other one, on the other hand, is just to say, God, I, I just acknowledge you by just bowing before you. Amen? It's basically this, to surrender. Psalms 103.1, it says this, let all that I am praise the Lord. This is the word, Barak. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Amen? It's this, I just come before you, Lord, and I bow before you, and I say that you're the king of kings, that you're the Lord of lords. Lord, you are so good. Amen? The next one we go to is Zamar. Zamar. Isn't it amazing that we, there's so many different words? for w- We just read praise. And sometimes when you get in the Bible and you just begin to read, you just think praise, praise. And I think we get into this thing to where we think, okay, well, what does praise look like? And, and I want to just take a look at it. I really wanted to do this. So Zamar says this, making music to God with strings. Okay? Why do we have instruments in church? Because Zamar, God, David said this, I will worship God with strings. And if you really get into it, he really wants you to, like, Here's the thing. It's like really pluck those things. I mean, get after it. Don't don't hold back. And I love this because God. What this means is, is God's cool, right? He he's not somebody that's like, oh no, you don't understand. Play the harp. I don't I don't dig harps. You know. I think he like I think he likes guitars. I think that he likes a little distortion. I think that he, come on. I think that he likes these things because God loves everything. I mean, he loves this kind of praise. I, I love to sing with worship. I love to just sing just me and just just God I worship you God I exalt you God I glorify you but I also really love to worship with a band behind me and we all begin to lift up our praise and to glorify God amen to Zamar it says this in Psalms 92 1 it is good to give thanks to the Lord to sing praises to the most high and that's exactly what it is to play strings to the most high amen I love, in Psalms 150, there's 150 verses, or 150 chapters in the, in the book of Psalms, and this one kind of sets it up, okay? Psalms 150, three through five, and the word here is halal. If you're curious about what it is, this is, when we read praise, it's halal, amen? To be clamorously foolish, y'all with me? And it says, praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Come on, some of you are sitting next to, a, and you're going, I'm praising next to a lyre. It's not the right thing. It's not the same. It's actually a stringing. Oh, I'm praising next to a liar. I know, I know she lied. Uh, praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Dancing? Now, keep your tambourines at home, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. Keep your ram's horn at home like, we're good, we got it, we got it. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Come on, that's, that's Daniel's favorite verse. Praise him with loud, clanging cymbals. Praise him. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but dancing? Come on, Really? dancing? I, I am not. I've always told people I don't dance to music. I make music. You know, it's one of those things like I am not a dance. Does anybody in here a dancer? I mean, you just like to dance. And, and, and most people have, have. how many of you grew up in churches where you don't dance? Huh? You don't, you just don't dance, right? You don't, you don't mess. You don't, you, there's no dancing allowed. You don't, you don't allow it. We don't, we don't deal with it. We. That's one thing that you don't do. Come on. Most of the time it's dancing and gambling. Don't do those things. You don't do either one of those things, right? And, and and the truth is, is that we look at this scripture and we understand something, that God likes it. God like why 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 does you, you go into churches? And let me just tell you this, I, and I just want everybody to relax. Come on, sometimes you've got to take baby step, right? Come on, it's it's the whole, yeah, I don't remember who the comedian is, but you know, he's talking about, you know, carrying the TV. You start out worshiping and it's just, you got just carrying the TV and then before you go to you know, field goal or whatever it is. I can't remember all of the ones. But the truth is, is that sometimes you have to start out somewhere, right? You don't necessarily, come on, if, you, if you're not a worshiper and you're one of those that you like reverence and you keep pretty silent, you don't sing because Lord knows nobody would love you if you sang in, in public and people would be like, golly, I love Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark, Keenan K- plays uh, guitar, but Brandon Clark was my youth pastor. And let me tell you something about Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark cannot carry a tune in a bucket. That guy sings all over. Now, Kenan's singing, and that's awesome, and that's amazing, but Brandon Clark is horrible. I mean, the worst so- thing you could ever hear in your life. I don't think that he ever hits a right note, ever. Like, I, you would think in the whole worship set, maybe one time he would hit it. No, he is off the entire time. But I love it because he doesn't carry. Care what anybody else thinks because the truth is he worships God with all of his heart come on he worships God he doesn't care what everybody is he doesn't care if people think I'm foolish he knows this I am a fan of Jesus and I'm a fan of what he's done for me amen He loves Jesus and it doesn't matter if you can sing dancing and resounding cymbals God likes it I, I, have you ever been? I, I love I love football games, and I love Crystal took me to a&M game, and I I, I can only imagine what it would be like if everybody was just like. You know what you brag about as a fan? How crazy your team your team is, right? You you talk about how crazy the fans are. You don't understand. You you you, you don't understand. You, oh yeah, what well you did that? Well, guess what we did? And they turn around and it's like this competition I hear all the time about LSU. Well, we cheered so loud we actually registered on the Richter scale. And you get all of these lies and, and whatever, but the truth is is that people go crazy about it and we get into church and we feel like we have to be quiet, we have to be silent, everything has to be decent and in order, and I'm, and I'm here to tell you that God likes a little bit of noise. He likes you to be loud. He likes you to shout. He likes you to glorify Him. Amen. I know it's different. Just tap your neighbor and say, he's going to preach next week. I'll preach. He'll preach next week. Heaven is going to be loud. It says that it's louder than the loudest waterfall. I've been to Niagara Falls. Let me tell you, it's loud. You, can't, you, uh, you get down there close to it, you can't hear anything else going around. And heaven is going to be louder than that because God likes noise. Amen? The next word, we're moving on. I got time. Oh, Lord Jesus. Shabbat. You ready? Shabbat. You kind of, if you want to say it right, you got to do the like you got a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat. But don't do that because you'll get your, your neighbor wet. Uh, Shabbat. And I love this to address in a loud tone, to shout. Ah, to address in a loud tone, to shout. And let me show you where it's at. Psalm 63, three through four. It says, your love, your unfailing love is better than golf. Your unfailing love is better than football. Your unfailing love is better than shopping. I don't hear the girls. Your unfailing love, come on. Your unfailing love is better than my favorite restaurant. Come on. So here it goes. It goes on and it says, it is better than life itself. How I praise. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer. I will praise you. I will shout to you as long as I live. Why shout? You know, in, uh, in North Carolina, there's an Air Force basin, and, and it's kind of, you go down this long stretch of road. And I haven't been there personally, but but what, what happened was is the residents in, in this Air Force base would get frustrated because the, the, they would, uh, all these massive planes would come over. And if you've ever been around a jet, it's different than a normal plane because it's loud, right? I mean, it's so loud it shakes the ground. Are you with me? It shakes the ground. It's so loud. And so what they did, because if you're driving along this stretch of highway and all of a sudden this jet comes up, people would freak out. It would scare them so bad. So what they did was is that they put a sign up right around that stretch where this jet would come in and it said this, pardon the noise, it's the sound of freedom. Pardon the noise... Is the sound of freedom. And I'm telling you right now that sometimes you shout because God has set you free. Sometimes you get a little loud because, and your neighbor looks at you funny, but I'm here to tell you, your neighbor doesn't know what you've been through. Your neighbor doesn't know that you were addicted to drugs and Jesus set you free. Your neighbor doesn't know that your marriage was on the rocks, but God brought you out. Come on, your neighbor doesn't know that you are dying of cancer and God healed you. Pardon the noise, what you here is the sound of freedom what you hear is the sound of victory come on somebody lift up a shout I think we need that in our building right over the sanctuary pardon the noise that's the sound of freedom come on God has set me free. How can I not shout? God has set me free. How can I not praise? God has set me free. How can I not lift my voice and sing? I don't care what my situation is. I know what I've been through, and I know he'll see me through again. How can I not praise? How can I not lift my voice? How can I not glorify the king? How can I not glorify? Come on, somebody. Why do we worship? God's good. Come on, I'm not preaching. teaching. Stop it, Cole. You stop it. i got to stop. Toda. 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 Come on, somebody. It means this, to lift hands in adoration. To lift hands in adoration. It means this, it, it it really does mean to surrender. God, I surrender myself. I lift my hands to you. I glorify you. Why do we lift our hands? Isn't it interesting that there's two different passages of, uh, of Scripture or two of these different words that talk about lifting your hands? Why do we lift our hands? Why why do you lift your hands? It's in the Bible. Psalms fifty twenty three says this. It says, whoever offers praise, come on, this is it, glorifies me. This is What God's saying, whoever lifts their hands glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct, all right, I will show the salvation of God. Amen? we got to move on. Next one. I like this one. This is the last one. Tequila. Come on, kind of sounds like tequila, doesn't it? It's not tequila. It does get the same result, though, because it's exuberant singing. (laughs) Some of y'all are like, that's my word. Just calm down, y'all. Calm down. <laughs> Psalms thirty-four, one, And I love this because it's really kind of funny because it sounds the same. Ready? And it says this. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his tequila shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. <laughs> Somebody's like, I got my verse. <laughs> no. It's not yours. It's not tequila. It's tequila. It's exuberant singing. It means to sing loud. Amen. Here's Psalm 108. One and three, it says this. And this is kind of some of them, not all of them, but some of them together. And it says this. It says, oh, God, my heart is fixed. Some of you just need to today just to fix your heart on God. I don't care what you think about me. My heart's fixed on you, Lord. I will sing and give praise. Praise here is Zamar. We know what Zamar is. Come on, you know what it is? It says this. Let me find it. Zamar, it says, with strings, okay? I will praise with strings, even with my glory. I will praise, yada. Thee, right? Yada is to acknowledge God with lifted hands. Thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises to Hila, exuberant singing unto thee among the nations. Amen? So why do we praise the way we do? Because God likes it. Because God loves it. Amen? He likes it when you get a Listen, let me just tell you it's okay. Baby steps. Take your time. But we worship at this church because God has set us free, because God has delivered me, because God is so good that he say, even if he doesn't do anything else, I was going to hell and he saved me. Amen. Even if he didn't do another thing, that right there alone is enough for me to praise. Amen. 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 I love, the reason why we do this, there's a book called Love Languages, right? Y'all have ever, the five love languages, we've talked about this in, in, our, in our relationships. And, and, and the truth is, is when you get married, the Bible says the two shall become one, and that's not always the easiest thing, because the truth is, is that we all speak different love languages. Mine is quality time. I like you to spend time with me. If you want to show me you love me, that's the way I feel love. My wife's is words of affirmation. She wants you to tell her how awesome she is, how amazing she is, how beautiful. That's what she likes. But the thing is, is that we speak each other's. I don't, I don't expect her, I don't give her love by giving her quality time. I show her love by telling her how much I love her, how great she is, how amazing she is, right? She gives me love and shows me love by doing this, by spending time with me, going out, doing something. And why do we do what we do? Is because worship is God's love language. And we don't show it to Him the way we feel. We don't show it to Him the way He thinks He needs it. We don't show it to Him the way that we think, well, this is what I'm comfortable. We show God, uh, uh, we, we speak God's love language, and we show Him worship, and we give Him the love and adoration and praise the way that He feels it. And it says, if He feels it through worship. He feels it through exuberant singing. He feels it through you dancing. He feels it through lifting of hands. He feels it when you pour your love out on Him. Amen? Amen? Amen. i got to end. Lord, we're here to worship You. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. Lord, let us be worshipers who worship you, not because our circumstances are right, but because you're worthy of all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Amen. Stand on your feet. Thanks for listening to the Church Royce City podcast. We are always encouraged to know that God is using this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share how God is moving in your life, please email amen at thechurchrc.com.